This is the Voice of the Land podcast with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Nick Paulus. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Voice of the Land podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kevin Arnold. Alongside me, as always, my brother, Nick Paulus. Nick, we've been off for a little bit. This one time at band camp, <laughs> to, to give everybody full transparency, yes, I was at band camp last week in Pennsylvania. How you been? Welcome back to the podcast, Welcome man. Welcome back. Here we go. Um, yeah, no, everything's been going uh, really swell on this end. Uh, actually, and I didn't get to throw this out, I wanted to you know, make a little surprise. It's obviously past, uh, past time for it, but I got called in. They brought in the righty yesterday to uh, up at ESPN, and I got to— uh, the ESPN Cleveland, as, as we know now. That's right, yes. And uh, they brought in the righty, so I had to uh, produce and be the board up for the next level. Uh, yesterday, which oh, was a cool whoa. experience. You know, it was pretty sweet. Uh, Emmett, Gerard, and Matt, they were all up at uh, uh, Brown's training camp yesterday, mm-hmm. finishing up. I think it was day five of training camp, you know, pads and everything of that nature. So that was pretty cool. Then five minutes before the end of the show, yeah. my the show length, I was only supposed to be on there for that. I was going to cut up everything, go home. Uh, Matt hits me up with a text and he goes, dude, I'm not feeling well. Like, can you can you sub in for ECT? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> okay. So I got pretty excited about that. Uh, Mike Baum uh, stepped in for Matt to host. Yep. To host. I was the board op producer in the background and sort of co-hosted with him and got a lot of airtime yesterday. So that was pretty epic. And I had zero time to send out any I know, texts I about, or anything, knew, dude. I you could tell I was about to go. There. Oh, dude, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't even tell my wife. Yeah. It, like five minutes till the end of the show i hit her up i was like i'm on the air and she like turned on immediately then mm-hmm. but uh i had uh, one of my buddies was listening to 850 tyler uh, shout out uh he sent me a snapchat of me over the radio mm-hmm. he was nick freaking paulus so that was pretty cool but uh yeah no just trying to trying to make some moves uh we'll, we'll see how it goes hey, um we keep telling everybody and i'll keep reminding everybody <laughs> paulus on the other side over there sitting right across from me big moves have already been made as we saw, as we, I guess, yesterday, it, if you were listening to A50 ESPN Cleveland. You heard it. You, yeah. you heard the big moves. More big moves are coming for you, buddy. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. You know, unfortunately, I wasn't, I usually do listen in the afternoon. I, I wasn't, I wasn't able to tune in yesterday. Yeah. I was working and then went straight over to Family's House to try to help out with some things yesterday. Sure. So, yeah. But if I would have if I would have known, you know, I've been. Uh, I know, I know, and I wish I could have sent something out, but it was so last right. minute, and I was like, oh my god, now I got to prep for ECT, and Mike and I were going back and forth. What are we going to talk about? Like we weren't prepared to host for a show, and uh, it, I mean, it just it came out great. Uh, you know, I, it came out great, and everything went you know without a hitch. So that was that was bonus. You know, sometimes you got to think on your toes, and you just gotta dude, just gotta was, go with the flow. And dude, it was crazy. It was. Like, like I, it, I was out of body experience that entire show because I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> it was, it was pretty cool though. Yeah, but, but it's, it's one of those great experiences for you. So I'm proud of you and I appreciate and that. Yeah, keep thank to, you. everybody out there that's listening to this podcast. Make sure you, make sure you turn on. 
850 ESPN Cleveland because you well, never know when Paulus is going to make bigger moves it, out there. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going on? But how was how was camp, man? I mean, you, obviously we were off last week. Uh, I mean, just tell us all about it. You showed me a video, mm. which we're going to get into, dude. Awesome. Just <laughs> I appreciate epic. that. I appreciate that. Credit goes to the for that video. We'll get into it in a second, but credit for that goes to the kids and a couple of parents that helped me out. Um, director Mrs. Graves out there, Wycliffe High School Blue Devil Swing Band, the often imitated but never, never. yet duplicated, nice. as we say before every performance, because it is a unique band, a unique style. You gotta have the athleticism, you gotta put in the time, you gotta put in the work. That's why there's a week of pre-camp back at the school, and there's a week of band camp at the at Edinburgh University every Kids were time. upside down. Kids kids were upside down <laughs> so, in this video. So so let me get into this. So let me explain. We'll, we'll start with the video then that I just showed you. So um, Thursday night of the week, we always do, There's at least if the weather holds out, we try to do a performance because there's other bands there sure. during their week of band camp as well. This I know everybody in their mind right now is thinking to American Pie or, <laughs> or has their own notions of what, of course, of what yeah. marching band is. This one time at band camp. Right. Trust me, I got plenty of stories. I could do a whole episode of this podcast <laughs> with those stories. I can't necessarily do all those stories of course, now. Of course. Because our fan base has actually increased. I don't know if you noticed, but we may have had a few more listeners than usual. We got a couple more. Week. We like doubled up. That was pretty yeah. cool. Now, because I did some promotion last week. Oh, really? Yes. And, <laughs> and during the week, I told the kids. Uh, during one of our meeting times before a, a meal, or I forget how it came up, but I told them, "Hey, do you guys, you know, got some any any downtime during your free time? You know, Take if you listen. need to check out some podcast, you know, you want your big sports fan or you know somebody that's a sports fan, send them along Voice on the Land podcast. Because guess what? Yours truly is one of the hosts, and my brother Nick Paulus is there with me. So make sure you guys check that out." They were listening to it like all week long. I'm Dude, getting, that's I'm great. Getting the kids coming up, telling me they're listening. Some of the parents saying, "Yo, I've listened in the past, and I listened this week too. Good stuff. You know, a lot of good compliments." And I was like, "Be honest. Like, what do you guys yeah. like about it? What don't you?" And one of the kids, and, I, and those listening, I, I shout out all of the kids in the school, but I don't want to. Not gonna. No names, please. Yeah. yeah, no names, please. No names, please. And it's professional courtesy. So if you're upset that I'm not saying your name right now and you're listening, trust me it is a good thing yeah <laughs> you know who you are you you know who you are but one of the kids came out to me towards the end of the week when we got back and said sounded really professional and great. that's a, that's a great compliment to get absolutely to get for us so just kind of but going back to the video that you were mentioning that we do that performance every thursday night and we had two other brand other bands brush and Edgewood were there. And we started the night off, we did our performance, and we always end that performance or a big festival or homecoming with a song that the school has done for 50 years. Aquarius, Let the Sunshine In by The Fifth Dimension. It's a great song. Has been done since 1969. I told the kids, hey, back in 1969, we had a man walk on the moon. <laughs> we had one of the best music festivals, historic music festivals in Woodstock. Yep. And Wycliffe, for us Wycliffe people, we had Aquarius played. Now the routine has changed, and what you just saw has been evolved over time. Yes, there are drummers standing on their heads. There are so many. There's somebody holding their legs. They are playing while they're standing on their heads. That was cool. There are two other drums stacked on there, and then a cymbal player that goes all the way up top. It takes a lot of work. Oh yeah. To do that, but you also saw the moves before we we got into what we call the drum pyramid. You saw the moves, the athleticism, the the intense nature of what this band does. Yeah. 
And afterwards, I, you know, I got pretty emotional and, and told the kids how proud of them I, were, I was, not just because of that song. And I don't want, because I don't want that song to be the only focus. And we don't mm-hmm. use the word because the drummer, the drum section at Wycliffe is called the animals. Okay. And sometimes you have to put the, you know, the animals in the proverbial cage. Like relax, sure. take a deep breath. Don't go, because you get really hyped. No, I, I did bet. it myself. Yeah. You get really hyped. The adrenaline starts to pump. Like you had like one of those great games out there as an athlete when you go through that song or if you have that moment as a band member like the adrenaline starts to pump so you, sometimes you gotta reel it back for different things each different section gets to do throughout the year so but the whole performance what they did within two weeks and the effort the energy every single section from the piccolos to the trumpets saxophones you know trumpets we only have a few of them and their sound is great yeah um, you got the saxophones the clarinets the uh, the big sousaphones the tubas out there every single instrument out there including the ones I work with the drum line as a drumline advisor so just was really emotional very proud of the kids a lot of credit like i said goes to them such a great week one of my best weeks at band camp since i've been a student yeah uh you know since my time as a student so what a great way the announcement kind of hit kind of hit them as a shock i guess there was a couple kids at night that wanted to run down to my room (laughs) when we put them to bed yeah because they were listening before they went to bed and they heard that last 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 one last one it's not that i'm not going to be around sure right just Not as sure. just not as often, and I figure it's good to give someone else an opportunity to go. But there was a couple that wanted to run out of the rooms and come down <laughs> and <laughs> confirm or deny, you know, try to see if yeah. is that real? Is that real? Yeah. So it was a big bombshell, but like I said, a lot of fun. Credit goes to the kids, the director, Mrs. Graves, assistant, uh, Vic Manfredi, some of the dads, Ken, uh, Ken and Jeff, the Luzo family, such uh, such a lot of great families, the tenant family. Shout out to all of them. And, and like I said, number one, the kids and their effort. Just so proud of them and going to be a joy to work with them throughout the year various times. So, well, dude, I mean, you changed so many people's lives out there, I'm sure. So. Just I, phenomenal, man. I know. That's and, great. And you know me. I don't like to take a lot of credits. But I know, but it, you it, need it to. It feels good. You need to. Yeah. But it feels good, but it, like I said, it's more about it's more about them. Yeah, so, of course. Great week. Now, but now it's time to get back into sports talk because sure. they were all asking me, like, what were my sports takes about certain things going on? Yeah. So transitioning from one camp where this one time at band camp to a camp that matters more for us sports fans out here that started last week while I was away. Browns training camp. Just want to touch on some of the highlights. Now, before we do get into that, just want to remind everybody, this is season two, episode five. Shout out to Jason Kidd, who wore number five, Jason Williams. He was 55, but this is our second, fifth episode being season two. Two of the greatest passers, underrated guys in the NBA. And I know you had one, your dad's favorite player. My dad's favorite player, uh, Johnny Bench uh, for the uh, Cincinnati Reds catcher, you know, phenomenal hitter, Mm -hmm. you know, cranked out home runs, big red machine back in the heyday, back in the 70s. Uh, So dad, shout out to Johnny Bench. So shout out out to Johnny Bench and shout out to your dad too, who brought you up right and made you into the 
the great sometimes the, sometimes <laughs> but major the great dude that you are and, right and no, I appreciate, I appreciate you yeah. being appreciate you being my brother um, of course you guys can find us and the kids are gonna love this because I appreciate them and that they they know <laughs> I, they appreciate me saying this you can find us on all major podcast platforms That's Spotify right. Google Apple uh, they, <laughs> it's funny because the kids kept repeating that all week um, but you can find us on all those of course through anchor.fm great way to have a free 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 way to do your own podcast if you're looking to podcast uh, platform yeah yeah so follow us on twitter as well at vt underscore pod follow paulus at cle underscore paulus you can catch up if he gets a chance to be on air you'll find out there (laughs) at cle underscore paulus and then for myself at kevin and seven follow me there on twitter for any of our individual takes yeah so getting into Browns training camp, just some of the highlights. OBJ, everybody wanted to see OBJ yes. stand out. Baker Mayfield, what does he look like in season two? What does that chemistry look like? They've been off for they've been off for six weeks. What does mm-hmm. that chemistry with the wide receivers look like? Jarvis Landry, one of the main leaders, the one of the main voices for the Browns, as we yes. are the voice of the land. Jarvis Landry is one of those voices for the team. What does this defense look like? Defenses are always kind of ahead of the curve. When it comes to the first the week or so of, yeah. of training camp, it seems like their playbook, or even if they have new, because they have a new defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, there's still a lot of the same burbage there, same, some of the similar things. And it's it's a little easier for defense because defense is all about see ball, hit ball, you know, yeah. carrier, you know. Right. It's, it's a little easier. I mean, offense is more of like, and this is going to get like a bad rap for it, but the offense is like, a you know, a set for a ballerina. You know, like you need to go out there, you prep, you prep, you prep. You have to hit the certain step. You have to hit this. You have to hit that. Defense is all about raw emotion. Mm-hmm. Who wants it more? Right. You know, and, and what's football about? Emotion, raw, un, you know, just passionate emotion, getting to the ball, hitting someone, knocking them out. So defense is always going to have the upper edge, yeah. you know, at the beginning, right. but the offense does come around eventually. Right, and and Freddie Kitchens being the head coach, even though he transitioned into being an offensive coordinator, and there's going to be some of the same verbiage there. You're transitioning new pieces there, new skill positions, including the biggest piece in OBJ. We mentioned yes. his name already several yeah. times, but you also have Todd Monken as the offensive coordinator, and you're trying to implement some of the stuff he did at Tampa Bay, where they had some of the best numbers offensively. In the NFL last year, you're trying to add those different things. So offense tends to be a little bit behind in, in yeah. the different ways. What has been, in you being at 850 and kind of following it a little bit more and mm-hmm. hearing the guys out at training camp, what has been a highlight for you listening to that and seeing all the stuff that they've posted on Twitter through the different media outlets? One good thing. I'll do one good thing, one bad thing. Okay. Okay. Perfect. One good thing is the defense looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And Taki Taki is an animal. And he is getting under the skin of not only Duke Johnson, uh, but the running backs coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, literally anyone that comes across I, Taki Taki. I did see that the running back coach. He's what, Stump Mitchell? Stump, yeah. Stump, Stump, yeah. Stump was getting into it with Stump, Sione. Stump's getting into it. I mean, Taki Taki's going up and just... 
popping people, which I love. You know, mm-hmm. being a rookie, that's what you need to do. You gotta if, show out. You gotta show out because they could cut you, and <laughs> good luck finding a job somewhere. Yeah, doesn't because you're a rookie. You, get drafted. you got no tape. Doesn't yeah. matter if you get drafted. If exactly. you don't show out, if you show a team and, and teams and organizations that are much more in tune and great organizations, yeah, they can draft you and they can say that we're trusting you with being representing our organization. Right. But if you don't represent them. Right, right, right off the bat. They. What have you done for me lately? Exactly. NFL people say not for long. Stands for not for that's, long. It's very it, true. That's why a, the the current career path for a lot of these players is, is under it, three years. Yes. You know, and that's the only way that you make it out there is is just grind, grind, grind. Right. But once again, Taki Taki in that defense is showing up. They're actually showing out on the offensive line. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of talk out there about how uh, the offensive line. It, Baker would have been sacked like a hundred times uh-huh. because the offensive line and they have to let the offense play through. So they're saying Miles is getting off the ball faster than anyone's ever seen him get off the ball. Olivier Vernon, he you know got hit with a little bit of a, a little bit of an injury. I think he like pulled a calf muscle or something. So they. Sat about, um, you know, towards the end of the practice. I believe that was uh, Sunday or Monday. It was right. one or the other, but, but nothing, nothing, no, nothing like not, AJ Green esque. Right, didn't blow up through the Twitter, Twitter, Twitter sphere, as Twitter they say. Sphere, yeah, well, um, say that five times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the good thing is the defense mm. is showing up because yeah. that was that was an issue that we were like, hey, that defensive line looks good, but Taki Taki showing out greedy apparently looks like he's going to be starting because he's playing that well. So great, you put money in the slot or mm-hmm. TJ Carey the slot, yeah, just sign me up for that. One bad thing though, and it's not a good thing, it's very bad, Uh-oh. is that they still haven't figured out this kicking situation. Yeah. This kicking wow. situation between Austin Seibert and Greg Joseph is horrendous, apparently. Apparently, Austin Seibert, I believe it was Sunday, was went it like 50% through the first couple of days or three days or something like that. He, for the first couple of days, he looked good. Then Sunday okay. rolled around, and apparently, he went like one for five. Oh. One for five, and they were doing end of end two minute drill sort of stuff. So like, get the offense out there, move it three, you know, a couple yards, mm-hmm. and hey, field goal range, see what you can do. He went like one for five, <sighs> and Greg and that's Joseph training camp. Greg Joseph went four for five, which is great. You would think, you know, eighty percent, mm-hmm. but they didn't look clean. They didn't look good. They looked like the knuckleballs. Well, if you if you go back to that that first game that Baker played in and the first game that the Browns won last year when all the Bud Light fridges opened up that night, yep. that first field goal to get the Browns on the board, I believe that was at the end of the first half yes. that when Baker came in and led them to three points, yep. get a little bit of momentum going into that locker room, I didn't even know where the ball went. Right, it just looked so weird. That was his first of, game, though. Yeah, that it was. It was his first. I'll game. I'll give him a pass on that. But but what it, you're but what you're describing that yes. is kind of the style that they're seeing out at training. Camp. Or how about the game-winning field goal? I was at that game. Mm-hmm. The game-winning field goal against uh, Baltimore Ravens. The knuckleball Ooh. at the very end of overtime. I didn't think the ball went in. I'm at that end zone. I didn't think the ball went in. But then people started <laughs> jumping up around me, and everyone's like, "We won." I was like. 
really? Are you sure? Just look at the arms with the striped I, shirts on. Right. I, <laughs> That's what you got to do. Yeah, it was uh, but knuckleballs, man. It, this kicking game needs to get better. People are talking. like Obviously, it's Cleveland. Everyone wants Phil Dawson here. Okay. But I'll take a 44-year-old or 44, 46-year-old Phil Dawson over these young pups mm-hmm. that don't understand what's at stake here because they're misses could cost us playoff games. Their misses to get could to the cost us to get to the playoffs, yeah. which is unacceptable with the amount of talent that we have on this roster. I've been saying it to you since the very beginning. I think this is a Super Bowl-esque sort of team mm-hmm. and that we have the capability to get there. I'm not saying that we have to get to the Super Bowl, but you're damn sure we better make the freaking playoffs. And if we miss the playoffs on a couple of late misses, wide right, wide left, it doesn't matter because apparently they were both missing them wide right and wide left it's not like a consistent hey just mm-hmm. just line yourself up yeah. differently no it's been bad and the expectation should be to make the playoffs and i know some people have super bowl expectations on this team super bowl or bust to me that's a little far i'm not gonna question or criticize but you think they should make the playoffs i think they should make the playoffs yes and the kicking game is a very integral part of that. Huge. On one end, it is good that we are able to hone in on one element of this team, especially the special teams in the kicking game, instead of we don't have talent anywhere. Mm-hmm. For me, being 28, you being 30 years old, for most of our lives, we have only seen crap football. And I'm going to say crap football. I don't care how many times. <laughs> it. That's the only way I can describe it. You know what's crazy, though? And sorry to cut you off no, real quick. you're good. We've seen crap football for 20 years. Yeah. But for a solid a, 12 of them... With a had, bright light every now and again. For a solid 12 of those years, we had one of the best kickers out there. Yeah. And now that we're good, we can't find a freaking kicker. Right. Like, it, we also had a What great kind left of tackle. irony is that? We also had a uh, future Hall of Fame left tackle. Who couldn't... Which is one of the prime spots that you need on the football team to have. And we couldn't find a freaking quarterback. Guess what? He retires. Following season, we pick up Baker Mayfield. What the hell's going on here in Cleveland? I don't no, I in my head right now I'm just I just see over and over the gif of Jim Krasinski who played or uh, no uh, <laughs> wait what's his John, name John Krasinski yes John Krasinski sorry I'm mixing up the character and the and the, and the uh, actual actor's name but John Krasinski who played Jim Halpert on The Office one of, one of our favorite shows oh, yeah. just the gif of him saying what what's going on or, what is what, going on what's going on. Uh, <laughs> That's all we had to ask every single time we watched the game on Sunday, and yeah. it was crap football. Yeah. So, again, it's good in a way that we are, you know, we're that piece or two away. Like, we're able to hone in on integral pieces to get to that peak that we want to get to. Yeah. And this team is Super Bowl-esque and should win. The expectation is to win a Super Bowl over the next couple years. I'm pumping the brakes on myself on saying those things, I think only so that I don't get too wrapped up into it Mm -hmm. because there is so much notoriety and there's so much talk about this team and there's so much positivity with it and it's great. But you also have to understand what the process is. Right. That word that we said from the beginning of this podcast that Cleveland fans don't like to hear. This is going to be a process, and they're going to have to still build chemistry. And what is it going to look like when this team faces adversity? That's the main question that Freddie Kitchens has about himself and his entire team. 
So, but this kicking game has got to get it together, and they have got to figure that out going into the season because games, if you are going to make the playoffs, you are going to win close games that come down to that one or two points that either give you the win or make you into an 11-5 team or 5-11 team. Look at what happened last year with the New Orleans Saints game. Mm-hmm. You know, second second game of the year, Tyrod actually you know makes a great throw to Antonio right. Callaway, gets us right back into it. You know, end up missing field goals and extra points and all that sort of noise, and we end up losing the game. Right. I mean, it, it boils down to the basics of what needs to be done out on the field, and it's not just the offense and defense; it's the special teams. It, it just it's trestle ball. That's exactly what it yeah. reminds me of yeah. because Jim Trestle made it such. A mindset for the Ohio State Buckeyes whenever he was the head coach that special teams is as important if not more important than offense and defense. The positioning of the field battles and everything like that. If you have a great kicker, you're most likely going to have a really good shot. As long as you have a decent offense, decent defense, and great kickers, you're above 500. And we have a great offense from on paper. We have a great offense from what the defense has been showing. Looks really solid. And if you give me a subpar kicker, you know, someone that makes 80%, not even, you know, the Adam Vinatieri-esque or, mm-hmm. you know, Robbie Gold-esque, you know, 95% of his kicks. Slightly above average. Just give me slightly above average. Give me 80% and someone that can make a 50-yarder. Because you know when this offense starts to roll, it's going to roll and the yeah. points are going to start to points are going to start to hit that board I am, like we haven't seen in the past. But until you get to that point and t- until you build up to that point and build that kind of chemistry in the field, you're going to have to find a way to win the close games. And your kicking game is the most important piece to that as much as people don't want to talk about should there be a kicking game or not anymore in the NFL. I am so terrified that we go 12-4 and four mm-hmm. and end up just like the freaking Bears last year with a right. phenomenal offense or defense. You know, they had a great defense and a young emerging QB in Mitch Trubisky. And, and their kicking game, Cody Parkey, just... And and they're still finding people that double doink, you know, that, that <laughs> double doink those field goals. They haven't found a kicker either. Yeah, it, it's they ridiculous. They didn't find one in that beer contest they had no, after. Did What was it like? Free beer for it, a year it, it, at like a place when they were having fans try to something kick something like that. It, yeah, some it's sort of weird some contest. craft beer place. Something that Chicago would come up with. Right. Yeah, it's a smart idea it is, though. It you is. Know? But the fact that we can't find a kicker, I don't want to end up twelve and four, and in and out of the playoffs Mm -hmm. like that terrifies me because yeah everyone's gonna say oh you did great no we had a chance to make it to the Super Bowl you have Khalil Mack on the offense you in Odell Beckham who can change the game at any point in time yes yes Odell's already talking about getting 100 catches 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns those are his goals for the year imagine if we have that on our team and we go one and done in the playoffs because double doink. I would freak out. And, and yay, we made the playoffs, but now we're sitting here waiting for another nine months until we have to start up our epic, you know, Super Bowl run again, which is what the Bears are doing. I feel bad for those guys. 
You know, one of the main questions I got asked as we kind of wrap up this Browns discussion, one of the main questions I got asked last week when some of these people wanted to hear some of my sports takes was, you know, oh, well, we know that there's so you're wearing all your Brown stuff. Tuesday was franchise day. We had theme days all last week. Okay. I was wearing my Jarvis Landry shirt because I'm we're trying to bless them out here every single day. Of course, bless them. And I had my Baker Mayfield T-shirt and jersey on. Yeah. And, and everybody knows that the Browns are on the up and up and going in the direction we think that they should be. Right. But they asked me, well, what happens if they go 3-3 three and three to start the season and everybody jumps off the bandwagon? Whatever. I... I will take. I will understand a three and three if this team is trying to build chemistry, and you see those bright spots on the field, where as soon as those little things on the field, those little mistakes that can be cleaned up with chemistry and practice, allows this team to take off. I rather have that than a team that is three and three because they are playing already so well. The chemistry is there, and they're losing close games for a stupid kicking game that can't get it together and is not important. If you have those kind of mistakes that are costing you games and costing you confidence, you talked about last season. They started with a tie. If they could have won that Saints game before they came home to the to the Jets game, where does that season go? It was 7-8-1. and one. When you have early season confidence... That just allows it to grow. The Kansas City Chiefs, the L.A. Rams last year, young up-and-coming quarterbacks, young skill position players, talented skill position players, they took off last season because they started off so well early on, and that confidence just filtered into the rest of the season and allowed them to maintain consistency and develop other aspects they were missing. This team needs to continue to be first ones in, last ones out. There is so much chemistry that needs to be built, and you have to do the little things properly, and you need to have the proper people in there to do the little things properly. We think for the rest of the team, those guys are in place. But if your kicking game is going to cost you confidence and games, that is going to deter a lot of what is trying to be accomplished by this team. Continue to be first ones in, last ones out, and build upon the confidence. Don't allow your confidence to be destroyed by any small thing that can hamper you going forward. That's that's what's as simple this, as it gets. That's as simple as it gets in this training camp. That's where that's where it's at. Moving on from there, though, kind of more of a national storyline with still. Local tie. LeBron James has been in the news over the last 24 hours. Yes, LeBron James. I mentioned his name. <laughs> I know some people aren't happy that he went out to L.A., but guess what? We're, we're still, still going to focus on we're LeBron. We're still going to talk, yeah. LeBron is a, is, has a major impact on Northeast Ohio, the Akron area. And guess what? I'll say it. I think he's one of the, he, he is one of the top three greatest players of all time, one of my favorite sure, one yeah. of my favorite athletes of all time. Of so I'm still gonna follow him and I still respect what he represents. So he came up in the news because he's got a lot of downtime. He's filming Space Jam too, but he's got more downtime and I think he's getting bored, as we said he Honestly, would. Yeah. I think he's ready for basketball to kind of start. He's getting that itch earlier than normal in, in the offseason because he didn't make the playoffs this year. He's going to his son's games, hanging out with his kids. It's Tuesday, so it's Taco, Taco Tuesday. If you follow LeBron on Instagram, I'm sure he's going to have have that on there today. So he's having a lot of time, with, a lot of fun time with his family, and trying to get out and playing basketball, filming movies, doing all this stuff, staying busy, and his antics 
at his son's game, Brownie Jr.'s game the other day. He's getting a little bit of run because he came on the court after one of the players lost his shoe. Lost his shoe. <laughs> there was an alley oop, and some people thought it was because his son caught the alley oop, but it was actually a different. It was actually just one he of the. He threw it though. No, yeah, he threw yeah. the he threw the alley oop, but yeah. he was excited about the way that the dunk kind of happened and was excited for his son, but also the other kid. Yep. Um, you know, he was in the layup line throwing down dunks, which I thought was kind of cool. Of course. Yeah. Um, but some people have had a ne- negative reaction. One, for example, I saw this morning on Twitter, Jason Whitlock of Speak for Yourself mm-hmm. on F, uh, Fox Sports One. He was very critical. Of very LeBron. critical. Yeah. Very critical, saying, you know, he should go back to what he told his mom when he, he got into it with Paul Pearson in the playoff series in 2008, saying, you know, sit your butt down. Don't, yes. don't get involved in this. Your reaction to it, because I support LeBron in this. I don't know where you stand on this. I actually support LeBron, but I will let you have the floor first. Where do you stand on this? Because it has become a bigger topic it, than I thought it was going to be. It is a much bigger topic than I thought it was going to be. I'm 50-50. Okay. Honestly, yeah. I am totally I, I fine mm-hmm. with the free throw line. I'm totally fine with, you know, the mm-hmm. the line drill, everything like that. He's LeBron freaking James. Yeah. He sees a basketball, he's going to dunk a basketball. Mm-hmm. It's cool for the parents, it's cool for the players. It's before the game, so it's not yeah, does it take away from a layup line drill? Yeah, it does for the kids, but I think they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. However, uh-oh. <laughs> Whenever we get into a game situation, it's AAU. I get it. Yeah. It's not the NBA Finals. He's not running out on the court trying to block, you know, Kawhi Leonard's shot. Right. Nothing like that. But it does sort of feel like a mockery of himself. Okay. 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 I don't like the fact that LeBron James, one of the top three greatest players of all time, is literally running damn near half court and jumping up, you know, chest bumping AAU players, losing his shoe on the court, running off. If anyone else did that, like, let's say Joe Schmo came up on the court and saw his son throw down an alley-oop. You do wonder security would come on. You would think someone would be like, get that guy off the court. Are you serious? Because they're coming down and the other team's coming down. Of course. They're, they're trying to. It wasn't like a last defense. play or anything. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It was the middle of the I game. If it was anyone else, anyone else, people would be like, get the guy off the freaking court. Why is that dad doing that? You're like, calm down or yeah. sit your ass down, Joe Schmo. Mm-hmm. But no one's going to say that to LeBron James. It gives me a little bit of an uneasy feeling because if I'm Bronny, and I, you know, and I threw down, you know, yeah, do I want to look over at my dad and say, yeah, look at that. I don't want my dad on the court. I Maybe that's just me. And I remember vividly my dad in, in the football mm-hmm. stands yelling out to me on the football field, like, focus, stay focused, hit the corner. And, and like, I get it. it. Like, it's an uneasy feeling. But like, my dad never ran out on the field. Right. You know, my dad would yell from the stands and like, I'd be like, yeah, that's my dad. And, you know, he's yeah. kind of a dummy, but I love him. You know, but LeBron, you can't run out on the court, man. It just, it takes away from the player itself and honestly you're showing up your son to an extent and I don't like that right and I I will start this off my thoughts by saying I think that some of what he, what he did and so you know you may see it again so 
you don't want to go that far. I think that some of it did go too far, going on the court, chest bumping, sure. you know, kind of getting yourself caught in the situation where you choose there, and now you're trying to run off as the other team's coming down for their offensive possession right. on the other end of the court where you're watching the game from. However, I don't have a problem with him getting that hype, and I don't have a problem with him being a part of the layup line, and I don't have a problem with him putting on and trying to boost up his son. It's before the show, though. Right, right. But guess what? He didn't have a dad that was doing that kind of stuff. I, yeah. And to me, I do get a little bit more hype and a little bit more competitive in those games, So, especially for the basketball court. So I may actually, if my dad was doing that, now for my soccer games, my dad had no idea what was going on. My, my mom just sat there and watched and was very proud, and my, my dad sat there and was proud, but my dad always had to ask me, you know, like, well, why did you get called for offsides? He never understood the offside rule or, or those kinds of things. Basketball games, again, never really yelled out, so I don't, I don't understand sure. that side of things. What I've wanted it, maybe I don't know. I don't. I guess not seeing it, I don't know how I would react to that. Right. Seeing my dad do that, but I know that LeBron didn't have that opportunity and didn't have that, especially during his amateur days through AAU and high school. And those moments, those games do get hype. I mean, I've seen. Oh, I know they do. Yeah, yeah. and it gets intense, and sometimes you do have to put a pause to that because there are people getting a little bit too into it. And I, like I said, I think LeBron crossed the line. But I don't think it's a problem for him to be that excited. And I think what makes it even better is that he's getting excited. Yes, I know his son threw the pass, but he's getting excited for a kid that threw down a dunk. And yeah. his kid and the kids he's playing with, some, a lot of them are transitioning from middle school age to high school. So these young kids are getting up, they're dunking, they're throwing down one-handed dunks, doing some crazy things at a young age, and they're very athletic. And he enjoys the history and the game of basketball. Sure. He, he, and he's even told a couple kids, I hope I'm playing long enough in the NBA to see you come up. And and I did like that. Yeah. I, I heard about that story. The kid even broke down and cried because he was so just amped up to hear that from one of the top greatest players of all time. My issue, though, is that he's out on the court during the middle of a game. Like, even he knows you can't do that. So you shouldn't do that. I should put it that way. mm -hmm. You shouldn't do that. You can get hyped up from the stands. Like, there's camera phones everywhere. Everyone knows who LeBron James is. Or slightly on the court because some of the NBA got, like, when you see them come on. I wouldn't be doing this if it was a foot on on the court. Right. You see them kind of get on the court a little bit. I wouldn't do it if, if a foot was on the court. I'm not going right. to come out at you for doing that. He's literally nice. at half court. <laughs> He's on the three-point line. Right. So I will I do take issue with how far he went with it. Yeah. Everything. But the problem to me with people criticizing is they're criticizing the whole thing. And Jason right. Whitlock yeah. said that, oh, well, you told your mom to sit her ass down yeah. uh, when she... But guess what? She was trying to get involved in an altercation. A negative it's thing. It's a completely different it subject. Is, 100% agree. Two two different sides of the coin. And again, he is hyping up his kids. He is, you know, and he's at these, he's actually attending these games. You would think he couldn't even walk into a a small gym like that without being bombarded. Now, I know that there's 
plenty of security around him. But he's putting on a, during the layup line. He's putting on a show for the people. Yeah. And you know he's having fun. You see his Instagram story when he does the Taco Tuesday. Right. You know he's getting all the kids involved. His kids' friends involved. Yep. Anthony he's, Davis. So he's not. <laughs> he's not just a great athlete who is out of the limelight and has this big head. Yeah. He is letting his kids be kids, and I know that they're playing him and uh, Bronny Jr. and Bryce are playing the same yeah. sport he does, and maybe he's coaching them, and maybe he's trying to coax them into being in that sport. Sure. But I, I, I've also seen him allow his kids to be kids, just go out there and enjoy it, and learn the game of basketball, and if they love it, they love it, and whatever else they're interested in. What's Zuri interested in? Sure. He, her, his little princess, like, if she's interested in something, he's he's got her on Instagram, too, and doing things with her, and being a great husband, and a great yeah. father, and also having the being a great athlete and great basketball player just be part of the story and not be the only story. So if you want to criticize a guy for being a great dad, a great husband, then you need to check yourself in the mirror and see what's wrong with you. If you want to break it down and pick out certain points like you just did, I completely understand that and I agree with you that he went too far. Mm -hmm. But don't criticize where the intention is coming from because then you don't understand your you don't understand culture you don't understand what he is actually doing so people like Jason Whitlock you need to sit your ass down and shut up and actually figure out what's really going on yeah Jason Hey, no, I, I, I can't. Agree. I'm, I'm not going to call out the other person on FS1. So no, I got, no, I'm, picking I on, I'm picking on a new person. I know. <laughs> now, and once again, you know, just to put a little bow on it for me, totally fine with the layup line drill. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. You know, seeing those dunks go down before the game, awesome. But if Joe Schmo was out there right. and doing that, people would be asking, "Where is the security? Get this man off the court." Yeah, and that's it. Other than that, though, LeBron, dude, you're golden. I'll sum it up like this: LeBron, you went a little too far. Yeah, but keep hyping up your kids. Of course, Jason Whitlock. Love that I love that. Jason Whitlock, check yourself in the mirror and figure out what's really going on because you are criticizing the the wrong thing. Yep. You are cr- criticizing the wrong thing. But with that. that that is going to wrap up this fifth episode of season two for the Voice on Land podcast. Maybe next week we may have you know a couple new things to talk about. Maybe I know there's a couple Marvel things out there. You know we didn't get a chance to. We'll definitely get into Comic Con next week. Comic Con, fantasy yes. football coming up, and and Browns scrimmage is this Saturday. Yes, so a lot that we're we're gonna have for you guys coming up. We are gonna get back on that consistent schedule, trying to record on Fridays, posting on the weekends. So continue to tune in, subscribe. Hit the like button. Leave us a comment. Whatever you need to do. Maybe some new segments coming up. You know, yep. I was given an award at camp for best motivational oh, yeah? speaker. Nice. Speakers. I don't know. It, maybe we'll implement that or try to find different ways. If you want to motivate somebody a we'll, certain we'll day, we'll get it in. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll do it. And anything you guys want to want to hear, let us know. We'll get it in there. Follow us at VTL underscore POD. Hit us up. Let us know. For Nick Paulus, though, I am Kevin Arnold, telling all of you sports fans and anybody else listening to the podcast out here, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. We appreciate you, and we love you, three thousand. We will see you next week.